Welcome back to Toast. Today we are in Australia, mates. Now, what I want to talk about is uh, just really my spring break in Australia. As I said in that New Zealand episode, uh, I was in Australia for six months, so I have lots of stories. But I think among my best ones, they're all kind of put into this um, trip. Um, now, not all of them, but really some of my favorite ones are just going from Brisbane to Cairns. For those of you who know, that's, um, or who don't know rather, that's on the east coast, northeast coast of Australia, two pretty famous places. Um, that's, you know, kind of the area where the Great Barrier Reef is and some famous things. So uh, stay tuned if you want to know about like what I did and all of this stuff. To start, um, spring break was an insane experience because we were just a bunch of exchange students in Melbourne at my university. So we all really like booked our tickets more or less together, or at least to land on the same day or one plus or minus one day on either end. So we were really like 18 people um, traveling together, just a bunch of people from Spain, a bunch of people from France and me. And at the time, of course, it was 2011, so I didn't speak Spanish. So um, my only friends were the, the French people. Um, though we did get along with the Spanish people, but you know, French and Spanish people both kind of didn't really speak any English. So, um, needless to say, um, you know, landing in Brisbane, is just an amazing city, bridges everywhere, all kinds of gardens. And, you know, it's like both metropolitan yet you kind of feel like there's enough like greenery that it's a really cool city, but we're not here to talk about Brisbane though. We did really have an amazing time inside this like shitty bar i forgot what it was called like underground bar or trash bar something like that um it was just this really trashy bar and all of the exchange uh students ended up going there we ended up even seeing a lot more people from our university who ended up doing their own exchange trip and we ended up being at that hostel at the same time and same bar it was kind of weird to go from melbourne to brisbane and still see the same um group of americans we were trying to avoid um no offense to the Americans that are listening. We generally like Americans, but those guys, uh, those exchange students were like one big clique and they weren't that cool. Um, anyways, we set off. Um, we originally wanted to rent like a bunch of campers or some of these like Juicy vans. Uh, Juicy is the name of a company that kind of sells these like camper vans or also wicked ones. And um, we just ended up being so many people kind of tagging along that um, going for like this uh, bus jump off, jump on, jump off, like kind of intercity bus route was just like the better way for us to go about uh, planning it when you're, you know, 18 people. Anyways, one of the first stops that we went to, um, I forgot what it was called, like Hector Beach or something like that, Henley Beach. Um, but really what you do when you go there, um, aside from, you know, break your journey up because Australia's distances are as big as North America's, um, was Fraser Island, which is just this amazing island. It is massive and it is completely made out of sand. Like the base of the entire island is sand. Now that doesn't mean that there isn't any vegetation. There has been, you know, some like ability for plants and things to grow, but it, it is entirely a sandy island. So there are no roads. Um, originally, actually, people didn't want to come with us. Um, they were like, oh, it's too expensive, things like that. But if you know me, um, at some point, you just realize that the money is only an issue in that moment. And after that moment, like once you pay it, you're just, you're just so grateful and so happy that you did the experience. So I kind of started like not a petition, but I started kind of boycotting saying like, look, we're 17 people. We wouldn't be 17 people able be able to go there anyways, unless we had two or three cars. And, um, 
So I just really needed to convince like three or four other people to come with me. So I said, well, fuck it. I'm down. Whoever's down, we just need a few more. And we ended up being, I think, six or seven. So it was really cool. We got this massive four by four and, you know, big enough to fit six or seven people in it comfortably. And it was just such a cool experience to just like driving on these sandy roads. And essentially what what happens when you're driving on sand, even with a really good Jeep, um, is that you're kind of like counter steering against the way that the sand is moving your tires and the way that you want to go. So you might be like turning this way and you're still going straight, right? Like it looks like you should be going left or it looks like you should be going right. And sometimes even more so uh, to the point where it's kind of like upside down and you're like, how are my wheels sideways and I'm going straight? Um, you know, they advise you against going above certain speed limits. Obviously there's no cops and uh, Fraser Island was just amazing. Like we just got to see these amazing crystal clear lakes that are just like, you know, um, like think of like Southern Italy or, or Croatia or any place that you've been that just the water just blew your mind how crystal clear it was. And it was just like that, but like filtered through sand because the entire island is made out of sand and you have to like drive through these super narrow passageways and sandy like things. And you're kind of like driving up and down sand dunes and people get stuck and you need to wait for them, maybe help them out. It was a really cool, um, thing um thing i think the maling lake or something is what it was called the one that um, everybody goes to anyways we went to maling lake we got to that one we saw some really cool like hoodoos if you don't know what hoodoos are they're kind of natural formations in uh sand and rock over like years and years of erosion so there are areas of you know fraser island that are actually like completely solid sand it's almost like rock because they've just like re-coagulated through whatever it is um natural phenomenon so we got to see these really cool hoodoos, and I think there was a pink lake, if I'm not mistaken. We saw all kinds of stuff on Fraser Island. We saw dingoes. If you don't know what dingoes are, well, a dingo is going to eat your baby, okay? And, um, you know, some people were telling us about drop bears. We didn't see any drop bears. If you know, you know. Um, so, you know, no no drop bears on Fraser Island, luckily. So at least for those of you who are scared of drop bears, there are none on Fraser Island, as far as I can tell. Um, if you don't know what drop bears are, you should probably check them out. Pretty dangerous things that can come after you in Australia. Um, now, let's uh, talk about, you know, leaving Fraser Island, you know, beyond all of like the fun that you have driving that 4x4, you know, all good things have to come to an end, as all things do anyways. Um, we move forward, and I think we were... We went directly to Airly Beach. We may have stopped somewhere on in the middle. I think we did a hike somewhere. We saw some crocodiles, actually. Yeah, we stopped somewhere. We did a hike. We saw some crocodiles. It was cool. You know, Steve Irwin wasn't there, so we kept our distance. And um, then we got to Airly Beach. And for those of you who don't know what Airly Beach is, Airly Beach is a beach that most people just actually use as like a port city to the Whitsunday Islands. Now, the Whitsunday Islands sound as freaking awesome as they are. They're beautiful islands of paradise that are uninhabited um, in kind of the area of the Great Barrier Reef. And what most people do when they go to Whitsunday Islands, which is also what we did as a group of 18, is um, they join a tour, or you are the tour when you're 18 people, um, which kind of goes in a, like a three or five or seven or whatever your budget and time is, day boat cruise or catamaran uh, tour through the islands mixes up a lot of like snorkeling, mixes up uh, visiting specific islands, especially, um, what was it called, the Whits, no, um, 
Whitehaven Beach. Whitehaven Beach is this white beach that everybody goes to. You kind of need to hike up and you get this beautiful out overlook of it. And it's kind of this, you know, double reverse parentheses area kind of like beach that just like kind of converges. And so you can have like beach on one side and beach on the other side and you're just there. And it was really cool because you get to see it from this vantage point before you actually, you know, run down the stairs or like or path as quickly as you can because you just want to be on and in that beach. Um, it's just beautiful. And I think they originally thought that the beach was made of quartz or something, but then it ended up being made of something a little bit less valuable. Not that quartz is valuable or anything. Um, and it was just really, really cool because it's technically not sand. So the way that it like forms and when you hold it in your hand, like you can actually kind of throw like you know, like mud balls at people or something. Um, but we were really cool. Be uh, we were really cool. Yeah, we were really cool at, at Whitehaven Beach. We were really lucky at Whitehaven Beach because while we were there, there were just all of these like, I don't want to call them stingrays. There were types of rays, right? There might be like some sort of manta rays, but there are these small, small rays that were just chilling in the water, like like on, on the beach, not like in on the beach, but like at the beach. And you could just walk really close to them. They wouldn't sting you. They like were a little bit weary of people. Obviously, they don't want to like encounter random objects. Um, but like they would just swim around and it was really cool because we got really cool pictures and like to experience that. I mean, it's very rare. Uh, when we ended up leaving Whitehaven Beach, it was really cool because um, we were just going out kind of close to the next island where we were going to anchor down and spend the night. But while we were going there, as like sunsets, like these amazing dolphins just decided that they were going to start like jumping up next to us. And like any of you guys who've been to the Caribbean have probably seen dolphins before. And like they're just they're such friendly creatures, right? Like they were so curious what's going on on the boat. Like they kind of jump, come closer. They yell at each other. Go, I don't, can't do the dolphin noise. I'm sorry. Um, anyways, it was really, really cool to have like dolphins kind of following our boat. And we, we were the only boat in sight. So like we knew that they were kind of there for us. They were, they were toying, you know, maybe asking us for fish or something. Who knows? Uh, we didn't end up feeding them. And um, we ended up like drinking. And it was cool because like, you know, I think we were a 20 person boat or 22 person boat. So we only had like a few people who weren't part of our gang, but then like they joined our gang, like immediately, you know, within, um, a few hours of, of, you know, needing to spend three days with each other, uh, you become good friends. So there's this Italian guy, some other, I think there are other French people, I mean, there are French people are everywhere. Uh, maybe some Germans, who knows? It was just really cool experience, and we kind of jumped around these different islands and snorkeled, um, and it was just so awesome because, like, we would party really hard at night, and we'd drink, and, and, like, I slept outside on the catamaran, like, net and stuff like that, just took all, like, my blankets and pillows outside and just really enjoyed, um, you know, the stars and everything that you get of, you know, being just in the middle of nowhere, kind of in the middle of this um, Great Barrier Reef, which at this point, I'm sure, you know, what I saw is not seeable anymore. Um, so it's really cool to to have been able to experience that, you know, uh, nine years ago, uh, to be able to say like, hey, yeah, like I actually did see, you know, colors and things that I probably can't see anymore. Um, and like, I wish that, you know, the world wasn't coming to this, but you know, it, it is a reality and, and it's just really um, awe-inspiring when you're able to just see something that is temporary and that you know is, is temporary but doesn't have like a, a determined expiry date or at least a, a calculable one so it was it was really cool and i was really happy and really grateful now to be able to do that at such a young age and also at such a pivotal time in in 
you know, the history of something like the Great Barrier Reef, which might be a thing of the past by the time um, I can tell my children about it. So, um, of course, this is not the end of this trip, but this is going to be kind of where I cut off the episode because there's still quite a bit that happens in, um, you know, for the rest of this trip, as much as Fraser Island and Whitsunday Island sound really cool. Um, the next episode is actually quite fun, and it just kind of shows how uh, circumstance and, and a little bit of luck um, just go such a long way uh, when you're traveling and maybe when you're a crazy motherfucker like I am. So um, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. I want you to share it if you liked it. If you don't share it, it's okay. I still love you. You're still a cool person because you're listening to my podcast and you're finding value in just hearing about my stories running around the world. So um, take care. Stay safe, and I'll see you next episode. Toast out.